So I want to bring in our first guest. This morning, we have Brian Slusarchuk, the CEO of Zacatecas Silver. Brian, it's good to have you with us this Wednesday morning. Uh, what do you make of the recent volatility we've seen to begin the month? Well, it's really interesting, Ben. And look, we're involved in production, development, exploration for gold and silver. And we do try to take a longer term view than watching price activity day to day. But I have to admit, we do watch price activity day to day and higher is better than lower. And it's been a while since we've seen higher. I think that this type of relatively muted or negative market for gold and silver equities, for example, though, provides a lot of opportunity for companies out there transacting, for looking at projects, for advancing projects along. But there's no doubt in my mind that taking that longer term perspective leads us to be bullish on these underlying uh, gold, silver uh, commodities. But at the same time, you have to look for high grade, high margin projects that can withstand the pressure on the pricing that we're seeing right now. You know, Brian, uh, we were talking about the volatility we've seen in the indices. I just pulled the charts here, and I completely agree in terms of longer term uh, perspective. We really kind of push that sort of mindset to our viewers here and distancing yourself from the tick for tick. But yes, it's also important to be uh, dialed in on the intraday type price activity. And, you know, though, it wasn't just the indices uh, to begin the week. I mean, a sharp move lower in gold. I mentioned at the top of the show, a new low for the year. That's right. And I think that we're seeing this U.S. dollar strength uh, really uh, wreck a bit of havoc in the short term in gold. Long term outlook looks good. I think that it's important if you look back over the past six months, for example, gold's down in US dollars, but it still continues to perform well and hold in nicely against many other fiat currencies out there. And at the end of the day, as we see these global flights to liquidity, and we've seen a bit of this, of course, over the past six months, this is typically how gold reacts. And as I've mentioned before, if you go back and look at the reaction of gold during the last financial crisis, gold was at $1,000 uh, when Bear Stearns collapsed. It went down to $700 as that crisis matured, before it went on a face-ripping move up to 1900 So initially, we see a little bit of the baby being thrown out with the bathwater mm -hmm. in terms of these flights to liquidity. But ultimately, and again, not just for decades, but for thousands of years, gold has shown itself to come out of times like this, uh, moving with more vigor to the upside than almost any other asset class. Uh, talk to us a little bit, Brian, about the uh, uh, work you just started. Uh, Zacatecas Silver just started on a PFS at the uh, Esperanza Gold project. Uh, you said in your notes that it's targeting high-grade, uh, margin, low-capex situations. Absolutely. And as a group, we've really built a business based on buying assets when they're out of favor. Mm -hmm. I was a co-founder and former president of K92 Mining, and we purchased a gold asset from Barrick Gold, then the world's largest gold miner, in 2014, 2015, when nobody wanted these gold situations. 
We liked it because we thought it was potentially very high grade, very high margin. And that situation's grown from being a micro cap to now having a market capitalization close to $2 billion Canadian. The Zacatecas silver situation is very interesting because again, we're looking for assets when they're out of favor. We've recently transacted on this Esperanza gold asset in Mexico. Past work indicates that this is very high grade, very high potential margin. And we've just started a modern study on that with today's input prices to see how the economics look. And again, past work indicates that not only is this high grade, but these ounces are potentially very high margin. And over the next few months, we'll see the results of that economic work. But again, it's being a buyer. And, and my contention and our group's contention is that you make money when you buy these assets and you have to be a buyer when not many other people want to be a buyer. And it's just a nature of all businesses, but we see it in particular in the precious metal sector because these things swing in and out of favor so violently. Brian, taking into consideration recent dollar strength, uh, uh, probably as you touched on, I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into, though, as we work our way through the 106 handle. I mean, a, a well-defined trend to the upside, long in the tooth in many ways, as we've been calling it, the euro, the yen to the downside, a reflection thereof. Now you've got the British pound coming off. I noticed in the overnight session amidst some of these Boris Johnson on unconcerns and unknowns in terms of what's to come in the couple next couple weeks. But uh, how do you factor that all in when you're uh, making these decisions? I mean, again, dollar strength being a, a major consideration. Sure. I guess as business people that are looking at running businesses for the long term. And we look at some of these gold and silver situations that we think can really spit out significant free cash flow, even if the price of the underlying gold and silver commodity retracts. It, those are the type of projects we're looking for. Okay. Now, when we look at the bigger picture here, of course, we see some volatility overnight uh, with the pound because of what's happening with Boris Johnson, the uncertainty, mm -hmm. etc. I think that people don't realize what a, a mess this Eurozone is right now. I mean, I bring up one example, Germany, which is really the de facto leader of Europe, has been lecturing people about green energy for years. Well, Germany's just announced that they're going back to coal. They continue to shut down nuclear plants, which is arguably the world's greenest energy, they're coming out of a zero interest rate environment and really reckless uh, QE over the past few years. And we think the US Fed is trapped, which I believe it is. They're also trapped. Where do they go from here? Inflation is a runaway freight train. At the same time, the economy, despite good industrial numbers out of Germany over the last couple of days, is very fragile. So they've got a tightrope that they're walking. I think there's so much uncertainty out there, not only in the United States, but in the Eurozone, in Asia. And this, again, all bodes well for gold over the long term. The macro setup for gold and silver, in my opinion, 
has never been better. And we've seen German households, individual retail consumers accumulating gold over the past year. I think that they see the writing on the wall. It's been a relatively muted story in North America to date. But I think as people see this increasing uncertainty around the world, they see central banks, governments trapped because of the last few years of policy decisions, both monetarily and fiscally, they'll do what they've done for thousands of years. They will turn to gold. Gold is the only currency that has withstood the test of time, that has preserved value, not only decades, not only for hundreds of years, but for thousands of years. Lastly, Brian, uh, I wanted your thoughts on uh, what you're looking for in terms of gold and just kind of along the lines of this bigger picture discussion. We have new COVID flare-ups in Tokyo. The number of cases now at their highest levels in three months. I think they've doubled over the past couple of weeks now. That's right. And I think that, of course, we're seeing a lot more discussion over the past couple of weeks on the COVID front again. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot more discussion over the past few months as to what the real implications are of the Russia-Ukraine mm -hmm. conflict in terms of scarcity of natural resources and really the fragility of natural resources. I think that inflation's out there for everybody to see, but again, the Fed's trapped, raising rates too aggressively can really uh, uh, pin prick a balloon that is really mm. tightly blown here in terms of the economy. It's just that fragile. And again, this bodes well for gold. In the short term, can gold sell off a little bit further? Sure. It's very difficult to predict these uh, swings. One thing I would mention, though, again, is that most of the gold projects in the world that are out there and producing aren't counting on 1800 1900 $2,000 gold, these projects are spitting out free cash flow at $1,400, $1,500 gold. So today's gold prices still make the gold mining sector very attractive and one of the only sectors that has clear visibility for increasing free cash flow, increasing margin. And I think it's just a place that value investors and growth investors alike are going to start to turn to as some of these other bubbles burst. You've given, lot, given us lots to watch, Brian, in terms of that pinprick uh, kind of busting some of those bubbles. I was just thinking of copper over the last few weeks. I mean, it has come off severely amidst some of these uh, growth concerns, uh, whether it's COVID or the rising dollar. Lots to uh, keep an eye on when you're talking metals here, Brian. Thanks for joining us this morning to help us uh, get our focal points in the right direction here. Brian Slusichuk joins us from Zekatika Silver.